Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Well, here we are again, Christian, another episode of our UMMC Bible Study Podcast. And we are moving along in the book of Philippians. And I would say probably these next three, as awesome as our previous podcast episodes were, these next two or three episodes are going to be monumental in our experience of Christ. Christian, we'll jump straight into it. Today we are talking about Philippians 3, verses 7 and 8. So Christian, do you mind reading that for me first? Sure. Uh, verse 7. But what things were gains to me, these I have counted as loss on account of Christ. But moreover, I also count all things to be lost on account of the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, on account of whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as refuse that I may gain Christ. Man, Christian, these are some very powerful verses. The reason I wanted us to read these verses in the beginning is I wanted the listeners to get the feel that Paul is losing something to gain something. And that essentially will be our podcast today. Christian, can you give our listeners a little bit of context as far as what Paul is talking about when he says, I counted as loss. What is he losing? So um, in the few verses preceding verses seven and eight, Paul is talking about actually his story, his credentials, so to speak. I'll I'll read them. This is uh, starting in verse five, five and six. He was circumcised the eighth day of the race of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, persecuting the church, as to righteousness, which is in the law, become blameless. So here was Paul, he was saying, you know, if, if anyone has confidence in the flesh, I more. And this is what he listed out. You know, I, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I'm a true Hebrew. I'm born of the race of Israel. You know, there's some maybe even a little bit of pride there. Uh, and as the law of Pharisee, he's very accomplished. It didn't say here, but he studied under Gamaliel. He he had like a, a PhD in, in being a Pharisee. <laughs> and and then he mentions uh, here that as the zeal persecuting the church, right? There's a point he was so zealous as a Pharisee. He thought he was serving God and that, you know, at that time that meant persecuting the people who called on the name of the Lord. And that was something he he was very proud of. And even here he says, according to the law, he was blameless. Uh, that's a that's really high. I'm I'm he's probably talking about like the the Ten Commandments. 
that, that we know of. And according to that, he says he was blameless. I don't know if any, any of us could say that, but those are the things eventually, right? The, he follows that immediately. He says, what things were gains to me, these I've counted as loss. So Paul must have seen something better, something something really amazing for him to consider his excellent upbringing, you know, something as loss. Yeah, exactly, Christian. So I'm very glad that you brought that up because sometimes I feel like when we say, oh, we have to lose something on account of Christ, we're usually thinking of worldly things, right? I'm going to give up the world on account of Christ. I'm going to give up my love for worldly music or worldly movies or give up my love for whatever, you know, maybe even something sinful. So this was a something I suffered with in sin. Now that I'm a Christian, I'm going to give that up. And all those things are necessary for our experience and going on of Christ. But Paul here in Philippians 3 is talking about something good. You think about that, Christian. According to the law, blameless. I I, I'm like you. I don't think any of us can really say that. Or maybe that is our goal. Maybe subconsciously, as a Christian, we think that, man, if we were blameless according to the law, then that that's it. We're living a very victorious Christian life. You know, we're not caught in sin. Maybe we help the poor. Maybe we do all these wonderful things. But Paul here is saying, those were gains to me. Those things were a pride to me. But now they're a loss. I count them loss on account, on account of the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So Christian, this is where we're going to shift because I really didn't want to spend too much time in the beginning. I think we hit it hard enough where our listeners are starting to consider, wow, what am I holding on to that might replace Christ? So let's let's talk about this for a second real quick, Christian. What is the danger of Paul holding on to all those things? You know, why did he have to lose those things? Because those exact they weren't other than maybe persecuting the church, they were exactly bad things. So why did Paul have to lose them? What was the danger of him holding on to those things? And maybe how does that apply to us? This reminds me of basically of like the entire book of Galatians. Paul is, he, this was definitely part of his experience going from being one of the top Pharisees to then becoming such a pursuer of Christ. He says here to, to know Christ, to know the excellent, to have the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. And so in Galatians, he talks and almost rebukes the believers like the law has become a replacement for Christ. And how does that work out? How does that play out practically? And why is that such a danger? It's because the law is, is such a good thing right? The law, it's a portrait of God. It's a, it's a standard of almost a standard of perfection, a standard of righteousness. And that's very attractive to us. But the problem is when it becomes a replacement for Christ, because the goal is not for us to follow a set of rules, right? Let, let's, you know, talk more specifically, like, you know, in our Christian life, is our Christian life merely just following a set of rules in a sense then we're no better than any other 
quote unquote religion, because that's just what a religion is. No, you know, Paul, he's fighting here again and again. It's not about following some rules, but to here is to know Christ, to know Christ. And the entire book of Philippians is about experiencing Christ. I'm, you know, one of my favorite verses in Galatians, the law conducts us. It's a child conductor to Christ. We, we do need those rules, but we want to go from just merely following rules to having a living, present, personal relationship with a living person. This is much more what the Lord is even after with us. Christian, you couldn't have put it any better. That is exactly what I'm reading here in the book of Philippians. And like you said, Paul here in Philippians is not talking about doctrine. He's not talking about theology. What he is focused on is experience. And I like what you said here. He counted everything as loss because of the excellency, or my version says the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And here he says, for his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things. So it's good things, bad things, my religious background, my culture, my excellency of falling law. Paul now counts all those things as rubbish. I actually say he suffered the loss of all things, but he didn't regret it. He actually counts them as rubbish in order that, I like, I like this phrase right here, I may gain Christ. And I, I really appreciate what you said there, Christian. Paul here, again, is reemphasizing the point of the Christian life is it doesn't say here that I may gain more patience or I may gain more grace, or I may gain more good works. But here he is saying, I want to gain a person. And before we started here, Christian, I think you and I, we were fellowshipping. This was intimately linked with Paul's initial salvation. So when the Lord appeared to him on the road to Damascus and blinded him, the first question Paul asked was, who are you, Lord? And of course, the Lord responded, I am Jesus whom you persecute. But I think that question really followed Paul the rest of his life. And it took his whole life, his whole being to pursue, to know, and to gain Christ. Because he didn't just want to know about the Lord. He actually wanted to know the Lord personally. And Christian, there is a subtle difference between knowing about God and knowing God. I don't know if you want to open this up for us. This was something I know for me was kind of a big transition in my Christian life because I grew up in a Christian background and surrounded by a lot of Christian influence here in the South. So it's very common to know about the Bible, to know about God, maybe even know about Jesus, but kind of in a very factual way, very, very objective. And that's, you know, that's good. Actually, that's good. And I'm very glad that I, I grew up surrounded by that. But I think that's not up to what Paul sh here is showing us and what, what I think God really wants is he wants that, you know, that personal relationship with us. And I think it's, it's, it's kind of mysterious. What does it really mean to, to know Christ? Here it mentions having the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. And in a few verses down, it says to know him. 
but it's it's definitely deeper and beyond just knowing about God, knowing about Christ. And I was considering a little bit, you know, how much have we, how much have I, you know, really entered in and, you know, just a little bit. And I think we're all endeavoring, first of all, God has given us his word. The Bible is such a wonderful very tangible way that we get to know him you can go through the gospels you can read and just who are you lord you can have this question before you the whole time you're reading the gospels and, and see what kind of person the lord was but then you also begin to see the lord through his word what he cares about and then there's little little hints here and there oh uh christ loved the church and gave himself up for her okay there's that's a hint uh, Christ cares about the church. I, I don't know. So I think we're all here. Definitely we're corporally pursuing the Lord. And I, I'm glad we have the word. We have, you know, even we have the other believers. Christ really dwells in each one of us. And we have a portion of Christ that is expressed through each one of us. And in that way, we get to know Christ through our fellow believer. Anyway, I, I, I think the point was there, there's... There's something more than just knowing about God. We hear Paul is really stressing this point about knowing Christ. And it's it's definitely in a subjective way. Yeah, amen, Christian. And I think this will be a great teaser for our podcast next week. I just really appreciate everything you shared today, Christian, because the Lord is looking for this. You know, the Lord is searching for one's not just knowing about Christ, but knowing Christ. And I just want to put this out there. There is something about the Spirit as far as our experience of Christ. And Paul actually says this in the beginning of Philippians 3. He says, we are the circumcisions, those who worship by the Spirit of God or serve according to the Spirit. Some other translations put it that way. And there is something about our spirit, and our experience of Christ. Well, Christian, I'm just going to leave that cliffhanger there so the listeners will pick up again next week because there is these matters of knowing Christ in his resurrection, in his ascension, in his sufferings, and these are only possible according to the spirit. So I don't want to speak too much, but definitely tune in again next week. Christian, any closing thoughts that you have? Just glad we could get into this part of Philippians and... um to be reminded again one aspect of our christian life is to know him and be to appreciate freshly even that this is a uh, one of our goals in our christian life we want to know this christ amen christian thanks again for your time amen. nor even blessing but himself my god This is to lead me here, not mine, but His. And at any cost, dear Lord, by any road. So faith bounds forward to His goal. God and love can trust the Lord.
to lead her there And upheld by him my soul was following hard Till God hath fulfilled my deepest prayer No matter if the way be sometimes dark No matter though the cost be times great With how I, I best shall reach the mark The way that leads to him must needs be straight One thing I know I cannot say One thing I do, I press towards my Lord My God, my glory there from day to day And in the glory there, my great One thing I know I cannot say One thing I do I press towards my Lord My God, my glory here from day to day and in the glory there, my great reward.